Today's daf is Kedushan daf Mem Zayin. We are at the bottom line of daf Mem Vav Amid Beis Amarav. Today's daf is being learned as a schus refuah shalema for Yosi ben Rachel and Moshe Abba ben Devora. So the Mishnah on daf Mem Vav Amid Aleph discussed a man who was Mekadosh and Isha with dates. The Mishnah had a Reisha, a Mitziyasa, and then a very ambiguous safe. The Mishnah began and said that if a man goes over to a woman and says, Hiskachili bitmarazu, and then again, Hiskachili bitmarazu, Imyesh ba'achas mehem shava pruta mikudeshes, v'imlav ena mikudeshes. As long as one of these tomorrows are worth a pruta, and really only if one of the tomorrows are worth a pruta, this woman is going to be mikudeshes. If, however, each individual tomorrow is not worth a pruta, but collectively they're worth a pruta, the Allah is she will not be mikudeshes. The reason is because this man said, hiskachi li and then again, hiskachi li Each hiskachi is viewed as an independent amira of kedushin. Thus, we interpret each nesina of a tomorrow as an independent maise kedushin, so that you would need that each or any of the Maisei Kedushin should be okay. As long as one of these Tamaris is worth a pruta, that would be enough for the Kedushin to be a Kedushin. Says the Mishnah, what would be if a man goes over to a woman and says, Hiskachi libe tamarazu, gives her a Tamara, then gave her another Tamara, but didn't say again, Hiskachi libe tamarazu, or even Hiskachi libe but rather said, Ubezu, Ubezu. Then the Mishnah says, Im shavar pruta bekula mikudashes, v'emav ena mikudashes. Then you don't need that any individual Tamara should be worth a pruta. As long as all the Tamaras are worth a pruta, that in of itself is going to be okay. And the reason is, because being that the person only said Hiskachi li once, we view it as if there was one Amira of Kedushin. Thus, we define all the Nesinas of Tamaras as being part of one long Maisa Kedushin. So as long as the one long Maisa Kedushin meets the criteria of a proper Kedushin, which is collectively the worth of Pruta, that would be enough for it to be okay. So if he says Eskachili, Eskachili, we view then what he did as several Maisei Kedushin. Thus, you need one of these Maise Kedushin to be okay. You need one of the Tamaras to be worth a Shabbat Pruta. If he said Eskachili once, even though he said Bazoo, 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 we look at it as one long Maise Kedushin. Thus, the determining factor is not whether any one of the Tamaras is worth a Pruta, but as long as all of them together are worth a Pruta, that's going to be okay. That's pretty straightforward. Then the Mishnah had a last case, a quote-unquote Sefer, which was unclear. The Mishnah said, Hoysa Oicheles Rishayna Rishayna. What would be if as the man is giving the woman these tamaras, she's eating them. Hiskachi libe tamarazu, she eats it. And then gives her another tamara, and again she eats it. The Mishnah says, Eina mekudashas, the Allah is, the Kedusha will not be chal, unless one of them is going to be worth a shava pruta. And there was a major machloikis amayurayim, had to understand, pashipshat in this last line of the Mishnah. Rav and Shmuel understood it one way. Rav Ami understood it another way. Rav and Shmuel said that this last line of the Mishnah is actually referring to the ratio of the Mishnah. The case was where the man said, Hiskachi libe tamarazu. Hiskachi libe tamarazu. And as he gave her a tamara, she ate the tamara. Says the Mishnah, if one of them is worth a shavar pruta mikudashes, then laf ain't a mikudashes. Said Rav and Shmuel, what's the Chiddush? 
if he said then even if she didn't eat it you would need that any one of them should be worth the Shavu Pruta said Rabbi Shmuel the Mishnah is telling me a Chiddush I would have thought that being that she ate it so she had enough from it right away even though the enough that she had was less than a Shavu Pruta but maybe Gomro Makanya Nafsha, even for something that's worth less than a pruta, Kamashbon, that's the Chiddush, that even though she ate it, still the halacha is that you would need it to be worth a pruta, and if it's not worth a pruta, it's not okay. Did the Mishnah really have a Havamina that it's possible to have Kedushin where it's worth less than a pruta? The Taisus Yishonim, the last Taisus on our Amud asks the Kasha. And Taisva says, maybe not. It's just enough al-koponim for there to be a trichas, a miliban, that it was necessary for the Mishnah to give us this safe, lest somebody think otherwise. But don't get too excited. There really is no such havamina in the world. The second Mahalach had to understand the safe of the Mishnah was Ravami. Ravami said that that part of the Mishnah is not referring to the first case, but it's referring to the second case. It's referring to the case where the man said, Iskachi libizu, ubizu, ubizu, ubizu. Where ordinarily the halach is that what determines whether the Kedushin is going to be okay, is there a Shava Pruta in totality amongst all the tomorrows or not? Says the Mishnah, the only time it's okay if all of them Tzizamin are worth a Shava Pruta is if they're all around at the time that he finished giving her all the tamaras. If, however, she was eating it and eating it and eating it, then you would need that any one of the tamaras should be worth a Shavapruta. Otherwise, the Kedushan wouldn't be a Kedushan. But the Gemara clarified that the way Rav Ami understands the Mishnah, it wouldn't be enough that any one of them would be worth a Shavapruta, but you would need that the last one should be worth a Shavapruta. The point is, the tamara that's around at the time that the Kedushan is Nishlam, when it's nigmar, that tomorrow would have to be worth a Shavu Pruta. However, all the tomorrows that he gave her previously, even though he gave it as part of a Maisa Kedushin, and really part of one long Maisa Kedushin, but those tomorrows don't count. They don't count to add up to a total of a Shavu Pruta. And if it's one of those tomorrows that were worth the Shavu Pruta on their own, they're still not going to count. And the reason said the Gemara is because we view those tamaras as being a milva legabe ha'isha. Thus, if you want that tamara that's already been eaten to count as the kesef kedushin, you're getting involved in mekadesh b'milva and a mekadesh b'milva in a mekudeshes. In fact, the Gemara said shmami nami rabami class. You see a mekadesh b'milva in a mekudeshes, a mekadesh b'milva upruta daito upruta, and you see mois pa'al mochayis. What all three of those things mean? So that already we discussed on daf b'milva. That's not necessary for the recap. Incidentally, mekadesh b'milva is going to be the primary topic of today's daf. The daf is beginning a little slow. We have to. Recap, Daf Memvav, and learn the first part of the Daf. But the Iker part of the Daf is going to be the Sugi Mekadosh B'milva. But the bottom line is that this was the Machloikis between Rav and Shmuel, and Rav Ami had to understand the Seifa of the Mishnah. Now, one thing that's going to become clear at the end of the Daf, and I think it's Kedai to just speak it out right here on the onset, and that is, why did Rav and Shmuel not learn the Mishnah like Rav Ami? Why Rav Ami didn't learn like Rav and Shmuel, I don't think is schwer. Rav and Shmuel understood that the Seifa is coming to teach me a Chiddush, that Toysva spoke at is not even a Chiddush. So, really what they're saying is very, very Dachuk. They knew what they were saying is Dachuk, but they were backed into a corner. They didn't know any other way to understand the Seifa of the Mishnah. Truth is, why couldn't they learn the Mishnah like Ravami? Now, you could say, Ravami's halach is predicated on three Chiddushim. The Kaddish Milva, 
Milva Upruta, and finally Mois Chaisrim. So if Rav and Shmuel would argue with any one of those three Hanachis, that would be a good enough reason why that Pshah would not be an okay Pshah. Stating that, it's going to emerge that the primary reason that Rav and Shmuel did not want to learn the Mishnah, the way Ravami learned the Mishnah, is because they held, Ravami was saying a doichik in Pshat Tov in the Mishnah. Because the Lashon of the Mishnah was in that, Hoysoy Chelas, Rishayna, Rishayna, Eina Mikudashes, Achi Yehei Ba'achas Mehem Shavapruta. And it sounds like it doesn't matter which one. As long as one of them is worth a Shavapruta, that in and of itself is going to be okay. And the way Ravami is learning the Mishnah, that's not Emes. It's Tafka the Achroina. That's a very big doichuk. If the Mishnah says Achas Mehem, how could you tell me the Mishnah means the last one? If you meant to say the last one, then say the last one. Say what you mean and mean what you say. Achas mehem sounds like anyone. Now, the way Robin Shmuel are learning, it's true, it's achas mehem. It doesn't matter which one it's going to be. But according to the way the Rabbami is learning, achas mehem really means the achroina, and that's the dachok where Robin Shmuel felt Ravami's pshat, even if in the lumdus it's oiskahalten, but in pshat tov in the Mishnah, it's not so oiskahalten. Thus, they said their own dachik. So we're picking and choosing between trukim. A lot of lumdus underlining these two trukim, but the bottom line is, these are the two Mahalchim and the Mishnah, and the Daf begins again. It's only the first part of the Daf on this note. On my Rava, Rava said, Loishanu. This that the Mishnah said that in the event that the woman was eating the tomorrows as she received them, the halachi is that the tomorrows are not mitzdarif. That ambiguous say for the Mishnah, the only time it's that true is Elo It's only if he told her. Bezu ubezu ubezu. Avol amalo beelu. Let's say he would say beelu. Afilu oicheles nami mikudeshes. Then the halacha would be that even if she ate it, still the kedushin would be a kedushin, and the reason is because ki kaachla midenavsha kaachla. Because we assume that when she ate it, she was eating. This, that was already hers. So Rava understood the Mishnah the way Ravami understood the Mishnah. The last part of the Mishnah, the Sefer saying that if a man gives a woman a whole bunch of tamaras and says bazu bazu bazu, so the halacha is that if she would eat one of the tamaras and that tomorrow would not be around at the time of the gemara of the Kedushin, that tomorrow would not be able to count. Therefore, you would need that everything, meaning the entire pruta, would be in the last tomorrow. And if the entire pruta is not in the last tomorrow, it's not going to be okay. When was this said? The case of the Mishnah. What was the case of the Mishnah? And as he's giving her a tomorrow and saying, she's immediately eating it. What would be if he would have a bunch of tomorrows and he would have one amira? He would say, and then he would start giving her one at a time and she would eat it. So then it would be okay. Meaning, at first glance, it shouldn't be okay. Because what's the whole point of why you need a Shavapruta Ba'achroina and you can't be mitzvah of all the other tomorrows? It's because you could only use what's available and what's around at the time that the Kedushin is Nishlam. And me that the Kedushin is not Nishlam until he gives her the last tomorrow. So based on that, L'chur, it shouldn't be okay. The reason it is okay is because in Rava's world, I don't care that the Kedushan was not Nishlam. The only thing I care about is was the Amira of the Kedushan Nishlam. And being that the Amira was done, Hiskachili Be'elu, and now one and another and another. Right, first you do the Amira and then you do the Nasina. We spoke out the Hafla and his Kunchas Achman says that every Masada Kedushan has to know this. So if he would say Hiskachili Be'elu and then start giving one at a time, says Rava, that would be okay. Meaning, I don't need that the Maisa Kedushan 
should all be nishlam and have everything around. As long as they are mirror, that's enough that it shouldn't be considered a Makadish Mamilva, and that would be enough for this halach. So that's Rabbi's Chiddush. That there's a difference between Bazu, Bazu, Bazu versus Be'elu, even though, in theory, as it relates to the Maisa Kedushin, in both cases they were in Nishlam until he gave it a final tomorrow. Says the Gemara, I'll bring you a Braisa that supports Rav's halach. It's actually Ba'aloin, Berimoin, Ube'egois. So a man goes over to a woman and he says, I want to be Makadish you with an Aloin, which is an acorn, a Rimoin is a pomegranate, and an Egoin is a nut. There was an Aloin, a Rimoin, and an Egoin in front of him, and he said, That's the magic word for a Tanya Kabasi If there's a Shavu Pruta between all of these things together, the Kedushin is going to be Chalv and Lav. And if not, in a Mikudeshis, the Kedushin is not going to be Chalv. What would be if a man was Makadish Nisha with an Aloin, a Rimoin, and an Egoin? And he didn't say, however, his kachuli ba'aloyim berimon ba'egois. He didn't say his kachuli ba'elo, but he said what the second case of the Mishnah said: bezu u bezu u bezu. Then im yesh bekudon shavur putem mikudeshes ve'im lav ena mikudeshes. Now, if you notice, this brayse has a reisha and a seifa. The reisha has two cases. The seifa has one case. The halach of the reisha and the halach of the seifa is the identical case. If there's a shavar prutet tzizam and mikudeshes v'mlav in a mikudeshes, the obvious question before you even start the gemara is why would the brayse be mechalik if it all has the same halacha? So why not put it together? That's something that will be clear over the next few lines. Says the brayse commenting on the sefer where the man said bezu 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 not If as she took it, she ate it, bezu, not l'say v'achlosay, and then he gave her another one, and she ate it, v'oid bezu, v'oid bezu, so then the halach is enem v'kudashas, ad she heba achas meyen, shavar pruta. So in the case of bezu, 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 the only time she's going to be v'kudashas is if one of them is going to have a shavar pruta. Meaning even though bezu, 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 usually as long as in totality they're worth a shavar pruta, it's going to be okay. But in the event that she's eating it, then that's not going to be the case. So this b'risa is going to be a riot to rava, but before we bring the riot to rava, let's just sort out the b'risa, let's understand it a little bit better. So says the Gemara. So what was the first case? So what's the halacha if there's a shnava pruta tezal in the Kudashes or if not in the Kudashes? What is physically the case? Is the case where he said be makadash me. Either with this or with that or with that. Can't be. Then the halacha makes no sense. How could you say that they're mitznarev komar? If he said specifically either with this or with that or with this, then it can't be that they're mitznarev. Ella, it has to be ba'aloin uberimoin uberegois. What he meant to say was be mekadesh me with the three of them tzizamen. Well, if that's the case, hainu bezu ubezu bezu, then that's mamish the last case. Meaning, What's the difference if he says, be makadesh me with this, this, and this, or if he actually spells out what this is, the acorn, the pomegranate, and the nut, at the end of the day. It's the same exact thing. Elolav, must be. The case probably is where he said, be makadesh me, Be'elu, meaning with these things. But the Gemara says, That's the second case. Meaning, the doesn't understand the three cases. Elu, bezu, 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 I get. But what's the case of Ba'aloin, Berima, and If he said, with the Aloin or with the Egois, 
or with the rima and the alocha wouldn't be true. If he sent with the alone, with the rima, with the egos, that's bazoo, bazoo, bazoo. If he just had the three of them and he said, be me with Elu, well, that was the next case. That was literally the case of Elu. So the Gemara says, let's sort this out. Prusha Kamafarish. You have to say that really the first two cases are not two cases, they're one case. And the second case is just being Mafarish, the first case. It's actually Baloim Berima, the egos, Ketzad. Meaning, if someone was Makadish and Isha with an alone, a rima, and an ego, so what's the alocha? Meaning, in the event that he would say his so then the is they would have to be mitzdarf. In the event that he would say bazu bazu bazu, right? That's the next case, and the is they would also be mitzdarf. And then the price says that if it was bazu. Zoo, bazoo, bazoo, and she ate them as she received it. So there, the Allah is, you would need that there should be a shava brut in either one. Bottom line is, what do you see from here? Victoni safer, you see from the safer, bazoo, not the safer, achlasai, and the ishba achas mem shava brut megadashes, vim lavena megadashes. As it relates to the last case, where he said bazoo, 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 then the Brysa says that if she would eat one of them, they could, you would need that one wouldn't be mitzdarif anymore, meaning. You could only be mitzdar them if they're around. But once she starts eating them, they're not going to be mitzdar. But as it relates to the ratio, which we just said, the two cases are really one. And what is the case? Where he said, Be'elu, over there it sounds like there is no chilek between Oicheles and Manachas. It's a riot to Rav Meaning, because in this b'raisa, you see a case of Be'elu, and you see a case of bazoo, bazoo, bazoo. And with regards to the case of bazoo, 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 there the Bryson says it only works if they're all around. But once you start eating, it's not mitzvah because you're going to run into the Makadosh Benilva problem of yesterday's now. But as it relates to Be'elu, we don't have this chiloy. Zoy soy meres. There's enough kemida between Be'elu, bazoo, bazoo, bazoo. Even though in both cases the Kedusha was initial until you gave the last tomorrow, or in this case, until you gave the nut to the pomegranate. But the bottom line is, is that you see clearly that there's a distinction between Elu and between Bazoo, 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 and if that's the case, this is a raya to Rava's Shita. Now, once we saw, what well, we saw, it's moving why the Brysa was Mechalik, the two cases, right? The Brysa mentioned three cases, which after further review is only two cases, Be'elu, bazoo, bazoo, bazoo. In both cases, what's the loch of the b'raisa? The loch of the b'raisa is, if they're all together, worth a shavar puta, good. And if not, not. But it was divided into two categories. And the reason is because there's a hoisofa that's only a gay, the second case that wasn't a gay, the first case. And that is oicheles. Oicheles is only true for bazoo, 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 as opposed to for the reisha, which is mefurish in the b'raisa. But it just comes to light, very stark in the Gemara. That's why, that's why the time of the b'raisa was mechalik. But the Gemara asks, one kasha. That said, that the last line of the Mishnah was referring to the Sefer, meaning the last line of our Mishnah was referring to the case of Bezu, Ubezu, Ubezu. Who was the Manda Amma that said that the last line of the Mishnah was referring to Bezu, Ubezu, Ubezu? It was Rav Ami. And what does it mean, In the Mishnah, it's And even though it's a Doichik, but Rav Ami, who was picking and choosing between Tchukim, he referred this Doichik, the Braisa is going to mean exactly what the Mishnah meant. In other words, the last part of the Braisa said that Bezu, 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 if she's like Cheles, one of them has to be worth a Shavar Pruta. What does one of them mean? It's going to be where Ami said Amen Vavam and because essentially the Bryce is saying what the Mishnah is saying. It's a little wordier, come on. But it's really saying what the Mishnah is saying. And just like in the Mishnah, Ba'achas meant Ba'achroina, here too Ba'achas is going to mean the Zelbek And even though it's a Doichik, 
But Rabbi Mishitosi didn't have a problem with that doichik in the Mishnah, so certainly he's not going to have a problem saying it in a brisa. But according to Rabbi Shmuel who said that when the Mishnah said a sefer, it wasn't referring to the case of Bazoo Bazoo Bazoo. What was it referring to? It was referring to his Kachi Libetamar Azu, his Kachi it was Dafka going on the Reisha. And what was the Chiddush? Vo'icheles, it's Trichaleh. You would have thought, being that she ate it, so she had, I know. Maybe she's Mekanya Nash, even Pachas B'Shavah Pruto. So if that's the case, how do you understand the Brisa? Meaning, you can't say that the last line of Hoysoicheles is referring to what the Reisha of our Mishnah was talking about. A case of Eskachili, Eskachili, why not? Because the Brisa doesn't mention anything like that. All we have is one general lotion of Kedush. We have one Eskachili. We don't have a Eskachili, Eskachili. If that's the case, you're almost going to be forced to say then that the Mishnah, when it says Eicheles, is referring to bazoo, 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 obviously. A case of Chloe, not Prati. And obviously, what does it mean, Im yesh ba'achas mehem? It means achrona. If that's the case, then you have a riot to Ravami, not like Rav and Shmuel. Because in the Mishnah, we had a machlokes, Ravami, Rav and Shmuel had to learn that Sefer. And what's the side of the Because That's why we mentioned it in the Hakdama to this part of the Dab. If you really drill down to it, it's not all the longest. The Machloikis is, could you be soival that when it says Ba'achas man, it means Achroina or not? Ravami could be soival it, Rav and Shmuel can't hear from it. Well, I have a Braisa where you're going to have to hear from it. There's no Eitzah. There's no way out in this Braisa. And because there's no way out in this Braisa, says Dr. Gemara, it's Muchach that the time of the Braisa said the word Achas and he meant Achreina. Well, if that's the case in the Mishnah, it's very Mistaber as well. But the bottom line is, how a Rav and Shmuel who couldn't be Soivel in the Mishnah are going to learn the Braisa? Right, simple. How are you going to learn the Braisa? If you couldn't be Soivel in the Mishnah, then you shouldn't be able to be Soivel in the Braisa either. And if that's the case, how are you Pasha going to learn the Braisa? That's the Gemara's last Kasha. And the Gemara answers, Hamani Rabbi. You have to say that Rav and Shmuel are going to say that the Tana. Of this Bryce is Rabbi the Omar who said Loishno Kizayas Kizayas the Loishno Kizayas U Kizayas Protahavi. Now the context of Rabbi Shita Rashi sends that the Masech is Vochim Daflam and Aleph. We're not going to go there. It's Negei the Sugis and Machshavas Pigol and Machshavas Ha Psulois. Where if a person has two Machshavas Ha Poislois. While he's doing the same avodah, so Koyin's doing a shechita, and he has a machshava of chutzim koyme, he has a machshava chutz lizmane. Have a machshava that I'm going to eat one kezayis chutzim koyme and one kezayis chutz lizmane. It matters in that sugi. Machlokes read the chacham and the mishnah against the ma'aser. Ayin chav. But all we need is one thing that Rebbe said that each kezayis that the person was mechashev on is viewed as an independent machshava, and it doesn't matter if his machshava was kezayis kezayis or if his machshava was kezayis u kezayis. Either way, that's what halach is going to be. Meaning, the din is going to be that Kezayis, Kezayis, or Kezayis, Ukezayis is viewed as independent Machshavis. What's the Tzushal Ta'ar Sugyo? If Rebbe holds Kezayis, Ukezayis is considered two Machshavis, then Bezu, Bezu is going to be considered like two Eskachis. It's going to be considered two Maisa Kedushins. So, when it says Ba'achas Mehem, what it means is Ba'achas Mehem. It doesn't mean Da'achroinah. I, if that's the case, there was no mention over here in this Brisa of Eskachi, Eskachi, must be it means 
bezu bezu, in which case the achas mem much mean the achroina, and if that's the case, the kasha and rabbi shmuel, it's not true. The Mishnah's talking about iskachi iskachi, but it didn't say iskachi iskachi. It said bezu bezu, and we're going. I'll leave the Rebbe who holds bezu bezu is mamish like iskachi iskachi. So rabbi shmuel are going to learn the brayta the same way they learned the Mishnah. I what was the problem? And uh, the Mishnah said iskachi iskachi. There was azareisha, so you could say that sefer was referring back to the reisha. But over here there was no reisha. Prati loikachashiv. We didn't have a case of iskachi iskachi. In Rebbe's world, we did, because if Rebbe holds Kezayis, Kezayis is considered Prati, then Bezu, Bezu is also going to be considered Prati. And that's the Cheshben of as long as one of them, and it doesn't matter which one, as long as one of them is going to be worth a Shnavar Prut, that's going to be okay. Now, Rashi just asks one Kashim Shatava. We made it this far, we might as well finish. And that is that, how could you tell me that the time of the Bryce is Rebbe? What did the time of the Bryce say? If you said Bezu, 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 or if you said Be'elu, so what's the halacha? You need all of them to be worth a shavu pruta. So it's very nice that last line you want to make into Rebbe, but <laughs> the first line can't be Rebbe. It's pretty clear that you need all of them. Meaning, if we're going according to Rebbe, that bazoo, bazoo, bazoo is like iskachi, iskachi, so then why is it that if she didn't eat it, that the halacha is you need, they should all be shavu pruta. Iskachi, iskachi, it doesn't matter if it's like chelaz or manachas. So Rashi says an unbelievable doichik. Again, this is like Tchukim ben Benoishal Tchukim. We're trying to work out the Pshat of It's interesting because it's such a Lamdash Gemara, but all the action is in the Pshat. But the bottom line is that you have to say, you have to say, says Rashi, that the Braiso, even though it sounds like it's one tana, it's really not one tana. And really, that last line, the last knech of Hoysa Yichelis, we're shifting gears and we're actually not even referring to the same Shita, the Tanakama. That's already Shita's Rebbe. So the Bryson starts off, whether it's Egois, Rimoin, and Alain, or Elo, or Zuba, Zuba, Zuba. It's two cases, three cases. In total, if there's a Shavapurta, that's true, Aliba de. Not Rebbe. And then that last line that says, Hoysoi Cheles. Now we're completely shifting gears. We're trying to make it work. Aliba the Rebbe. The bottom line is we go weiter and we start. Really, this is the third time we've had the sugya of Mekadesh Milva. Not counting yesterday, it would be even the fourth time. But the bottom line is Mekadesh Milva, which of course is synonymous with Kedush and Davav and the Bircha Shmuel. But the point is that it's something that comes up again and again and again. It's one of the greatest themes here in. Mesechtis Kedushin. This part of the daf is the more lundish part of the daf, but it's also the easier part of the daf. Not easy, but easier. Amar Rav. Rav said the immortal words. Hamakadish b'milva in a mikudashas. If someone's makadish with a, a milva, the Allah is the Kedushin Zachal. What's the case? The case is where there's a woman that owes a man money. And the man says that, you know what? I'll tell you what. I'm not gonna, I want to marry you. I won't give you any money. But what I'll do is I'll be Michael the Chayv. I know you owe me money. Just keep the money that you owe me. Don't repay the chayv. And in exchange for that, will you marry me? That's Mekadosh Bemilva. Said Rav, HaMekadosh Bemilva, in a Mekudosh. And Rav explained himself. He said the reason is because Milva lo nitna. And being that Milva lo nitna, so it's for that reason, Mekadosh Bemilva is in a Mekudosh. What does it mean, Milva lo nitna? What's Pasha Tataych? The Rashi says, When somebody borrows money, he can take the money and he could do Whatever he wants to do with the money, he can spend it. Now, he has an obligation at some point to find the money that he spent and give it back to the person that loaned it to him. But the etzim money that the loiver receives is lohitzan. No. Now, this is in contrast to a shayel, for example, who's also borrowing something. So if you borrow 
your friend's car, you can't sell the car and just give him back the same make and model with a comparable amount of miles, right? It doesn't work that way. You have to give him back the car that he gave you. When you borrow money, you don't have to give him the same $100 bill that has the same code on it. That's the nafkemina between someone that borrows money and someone that borrows an item. Right, in English, they both mean to borrow. It's a bargain. Even in Yiddish, it means the same thing. But in Ushin Kaidish, it's not the same thing. And one, when somebody borrows money, you're involved in a milva, the loiva, the malva. When somebody borrows an item, it's she'ela. There's a shoyo, there's a mashal. Very, very different. When it comes to halva, there's a parish of ribbis. By she'ela, there's no halach of ribbis. So they're both borrowers and lenders, but fundamentally, they're very, very different. And that Nakuda plays itself out in passion understanding the Ivritaich and the Kaddish Mavilva, that when somebody borrows money, he can take the money. It's his. What's the point? The point is that this money that the man once loaned the woman, quote unquote, that's her money now. Because it's Lohitzot Nitna. She can spend it. She can do whatever she wants with it. And being that that money is Lohitzot Nitna, so it's not considered anymore having any shaykhis to the husband. Thus, he can't be Mekadashar with that money. So the Gemara says, at first glance, it would seem that this halach of Rav, Mekadash Mimilva in and even more so, the Svar of Rav, Milva Lohitzot Nitna, it's totally the machlekes tanoim. We are some of Furish Shabbos and the Kaddish Mimilva in the Mekudashes. Yeah, Shemim Mekudashes. Pretty straightforward. My lap alkim Mimilva. Isn't this the machlekes? The Marsavim Mimilva Leitzan Nino. Who Marsavim Mimilva La Leitzan Nino? It would seem that this is the machlekes. The Kaddish Mimilva Mekudashes and the Mekudashes is Talian. Literally Mimilva Leitzan or Mimilva Lav Leitzan. Now, how could it even be possible Mimilva Lav Leitzan Nino? What does that even mean? So somebody borrows money, you can't spend the money. Now what? So Rashi bavarns the question. When he explains Milva Loitzanitna. So let's go back to that Rashi that we were learning. It's a second wide line. Loitzanitna, Halaver Rashi Loitzia Bahitza, the Eno Chayev Lahamida Beiska, Shetahem Mitsuya Bechal Eshe Yitfe Eno. There would have been a Havamina that, yeah, you're allowed to spend the money, but it has to be in some liquid form so that in the event that the Malva wants it back, it's going to be readily available, you'll be able to give it to him. From that line of Rashi, where Rashi explains Milvalaitza, what you don't have to do, you understand what Milvalaitza means. So, on some level, it's readily available, and that would be enough for it to be considered having shaykhs to the husband that if he wants to be Mekadash and Isha worth it, he'd be able to. But the bottom line is, Rav said Mekadash Milva in Mekadash. He gave his far Milva Loitzan and this is the Gemara says, I think it's a Machlikistan. No, Mekadash Milva, yeah, Mekadash is not Mekadash. Okay, pretty straightforward that it's a Machlikistan. And probably the far is Hagufa, your far Rav. Milva Loitzan and the Milva Loitzan. But the Gemara says, Vitizbra, could you really think that that's Pshan and that price? So go fight in the price. I'm a safer. Vishavim, everybody agrees. Meaning, Sidamanaman that says Mekadash Milva in Mekadash. Sidamanaman that holds Mekadash Milva in Mekadash. That in the event that you're not being Mekadish with a Milva, but you want to buy something with a Milva. So, for example, Karka's Niknis Bekasev. So, let's say you want to buy a piece of Karka, but you're not going to give the person money. What you're going to do is you're going to use an outstanding Milva. Everyone agrees in that case, Kana, that it works. Now, I'm in Milva Leitz on Nitna. If you're going to tell me Milva Leitz on Nitna, but my Kani, if Mekadish with Milva is in Mekadashes, then so too if somebody wants to be Kana Karka with a Milva, also in Mekadashes. Not for now, but I'm a related Rebite, the Rizaga Avni Maluim, where the Avni Maluim asks from here, really all the Achreinim asks from here on the Rambam Shita, because the Rambam passes Mekadish Milva in Mekadashes, but the Rambam says if somebody wants to buy 
buy something with a milva, the Kenyan is going to be a Kenyan. Everyone says it's connected to Mufurish Gemara, and Abner Belum says a Kharifus Ayin Shah. But the bottom line is, you see from this, says the Gemara, that obviously this Bryson means something else. Amar Abnachman, Sir Abnachman said, Huna Chavrim, our Chavr, Huna Maikonov, and Uchri. He explained this Bryson talking about something else, meaning not Mekadish Milva, but he had a different Shah. Vahochab and Mayaskin, and this is what's going on. You're going to Allah, meaning. It sounds like the Brisa is a machloikis tanah, but the Makadash Bemilva Mekudash is the Eina Mekudash. But Huna Chavrin said that's not what the Brisa is talking about. It sounds like it. It's a decoy. It's a little misleading. But that's not what the Brisa means. What does it mean? So he's about to explain. The case was where a man goes over to a woman and said, Will you be Mekadash me? Meaning, will you be Mekudash to me? <laughs> With a mana. And she takes the mana. She says, Probably $100. She starts counting singles. Tenimsa mana chasadina. And it was $99. It was missing one dinner. The question is, is there a Kedushin or is there not a Kedushin? That the woman is embarrassed to go to this man and ask for the, the, the one shekel, the one dinner that's not there. As a result, Rashi says, she doesn't think she's ever going to get it. And Hilkach in a Mekudeshness, the Kedushin is not a Kedushin. Meaning, he told her, I'm going to give you a hundred. She didn't get a hundred. She doesn't think she's ever going to get it. It's in her mind. She's not married. Thus, she didn't have the appropriate task that she needs in order to make this Kedushin happen. And the other man says, no, big deal. She can ask him for the, the dinner, the mitzvah. And as a result, she will be considered Mekudeshness. We will assume that she had the appropriate the point is, the case of Mekadosh Milva is a little bit different than we thought. The case is where somebody was Mekadosh by giving money, a Shavu Pruta, it was a Manu Chaser Dinar, it was, it was a lot of money. However, he didn't give her the full money. Part of it is a quote-unquote Milva, it's like an outstanding loan. The question is, does she have a Smichas Das that she just got married? Does she not have a Smichas Das that she just got married? Thus, it's viewed a little bit as being Mekadosh Milva. But this is not the Mekadosh Milva of Ravim, of Kedush and fame. This has nothing to do with Milva Leitzan, in the Milva Leitzan. So this is the way Huna Chabrin explains it. But the Gemara says, the way you just explained this Machloik is Tanam, I have a Tzushta, something that we learned Way back in the beginning of the Masechta. Hold on, my Rabbi Lazar. Rabbi Lazar said, If a man goes over to a woman and says, Eskachili with a man. If a Nasan dinar, and he gave her a dinar. So our case, he said, Eskachili with a man. He gave her everything but a dinar. Over here, he only gave her a dinar. Hareza Mekudashes. Talachas, she's Mekudashes. V'yashlam, and he has an achrayis. He has to pay up the difference. But the point is, the Kedushim schal now. So, did Rabbi Lazar say his halacha really based on one sheet of the Tanah, because it sounds like this Shailas Mamis, this Machloik is Tanah, right? It's the same case. The numbers are a little different. The ratios are off. But other than that, it sounds like it's Mamis, the same case. So the Gemara says, no. The case of the Machloik is Tanah is different than the case of Rabbi Lazar. The principle is the same. But the numbers are very different, and that's what underpins the two respective halachas. If it was a monochasadina, she's going to be embarrassed to say, you know, I, I counted, you know, he gives her this wad of cash, and he says, you know, you're missing $5. Even if you want the money, but you're a shnickle embarrassed. If I promise you a lot of money, and you gave me mamish a nickel, so you're going to come back. It's understood that you have to give me more. So there's no busha, there's no bizarre. It's all about a ksifalo. There's no bazillion over here to be tevea the rest. So Kubi Rabbi Lazar, for sure there's a smichastas. As long as he gave her a pruta, he gave her a dinner. So there's enough for her to be mekudashes. There's a choiv to 
make the outstanding payment, she knows at some point she's going to collect that outstanding chayv. So she had all the tas in the world that she knew. Over here, she doesn't think she's going to get it. And she knows the kedushin is up. It's like, I'm not tonight. He has to give it that other dinner. And as a result, in her mind, she's not getting married. And therefore, in the year, al kopanim, this is Bottom line is, we have Rab's memra of a makadish ben milva in a makudash. The Gemara thought, it sounds like maybe Rab's halach is really telling me a makhlik and it's a pretty straightforward. Isn't that what's going on over there? The says, no, it's a whole different case. It's a case where promised a certain amount of money, didn't give all of it, and that balance is hanging as a milva. But the Mesa Kedushan was done with real money. And as a result, the Gemara now is going to ask another cash on Rav. Try to find another source for this being a Machalikistanon. And then another, and then another. This is going to go all the way into tomorrow's da. But if you notice, we started with the most obvious one. If you're going to line up all the prices that you're going to try to bring as Tashmaz, quote-unquote, Mesnevez, to Rav Shailo, you start with the most obvious, right? So we're going from the most obvious to the least obvious. The first one was Mamish Bok, saying it was Shvaritz and Vais, Shachral Gabilov. The next one is going to be a little bit less obvious, the Kohena. If a man tells a woman, Will you please be Mikudeshes to me with a Pikadoin that I have by you? So this woman was a Shomim Pikadoin on behalf of this man. And he says, you know what, that Pikadoin that you're watching, why don't you keep it? That should be your Kesef Kedushin. I want to be Mikadeshu. Now, the halach is that a Pikadoin called Hecha the Isa B'Shusa the Maris. Wherever Pikadoin is, we always view it halachically as really being in the Rishos, certainly in the ownership, the bailis of the owner. So this is something that belongs to him, and he now wants to be in the Kaddish Shemish with it. So she went, wasn't there, it was stolen, it was lost. If there's a Shavar Pruta that remain in Mekudashas, she's Mekudashas. If not, she's not going to be Mekudashas. It's pretty straightforward. What if it's a Milva? If the man says the same thing, I want to... Marry you, and it's actually not bepikodin sheish libiyatcha, but rather benulva sheish libiyatcha. So then the halach is that even if there isn't a shava pruta, doesn't matter. Mikudeshes, still she's going to be mikudeshes. And pashupshat is because as it relates to milva, I don't care if the thing is around or not around. You have an obligation, you have a responsibility to pay me at some point, and I'm being mikudesh you with. That milva being moichel the chayiv—that's the consideration. That's the currency that's being used here for the kedusha. Shimon Allah's Amir of Shimon Allah's said, "Mishum Rameyer in the name of Rameyer, milva harehi kipikadin." That we view a milva the same way we view as a pikadin. Meaning, just like the pikadin, if there's a shavu pruta remaining, it's going to be okay. And if not, not, that's the way we treat the milva. So the Gemara says, "I can't leave the elder myself a milva. I've got to learn shtayim men a shavu pruta. Myself a nishtayim men a shavu pruta. Envy loy nishtayim men a shavu pruta loy." It sounds like the machloik is between the Tanakama and Reb Shimon Allah's in the name Rameir. On the milva side of the brisa was menit. Whether or not you need a shavu pruta of it, you don't need a shavu pruta. But it sounds like everybody agrees that mikdash b'milva is mikdashes. So the I have a brayso, some furish a brayso that the tanoim, even though there was a machloikis, but they both seem to agree the premise, and that is a mikdash b'milva is mikdashes. If that's the case, it's a kash and rab. This is not a lemik tanoim. This is more than that because. Really, both Tanoim seem to be of the opinion, not like Rav, that a Mekadosh Milva is Mekudosh. So Rav heard this Kasha, and Amar Rav, Rav said, Betizbera, Hamatretzti, 
You're asking a kasha from a, a b'raisa as if you think this is a b'raisa that's an oiska arbit a b'raisa. This b'raisa is mishabeshta. So we know that there was a lot of editing that went on with the Mishnah and certainly with the b'raisas by the Amirai. And unless you have a b'raisa that's mitaratsta, that you know this b'raisa is already good to go and it has the seal of approval of Ravina and Ravashi and Abai and Rava and all the great Amirai. So up until that point, you can't bring such a b'raisa this medrash to start fregging kashas. So Rava commented, he said, this b'raisa that you're bringing in is not a good b'raisa. It's, it's mishabashta, meaning it needs a little bit of work. Let's do the work and then let's see if you really have a kasha. So said Rav, now how do I know it's Mishabashda? He said, I'll tell you how I know. Because the first case of the Brysa was that if a man tells a woman, you're watching my item, you have a Pekadin, so I want to be Mekadashni with this Pekadin. What was the Allah? If this is, she went, then she went, this is now hers. And lo and behold, it wasn't there. So if this is Shavapruta, it's good. If not, not. Then we flipped over to Milva, and then we have a Machlaikis. Milva, according to the Tanakama, I don't even care if it's not there or if there's less than a Shavapruta. Shimon was to send the name of Rameyer, that the halachi is that as it relates to Milva, you also need that there should be a Shava Pruta. So said Rav, the case of Pekodin, is the case where she was a Shaymer Pekodin that was Mekabal Achrayas. Right? So we know there's four levels of Shaymerim, not for now. But if she's a Shaymer that has Achrayas, so if it was Nigna Verneva, it means she's going to be Achroy for what happened. Hainu Milva. So then really it's like a Milva. Right? Because if she goes now and tries to find the Pekodin, it's not there. So what just happened? She now owes the man money. Okay, so there's an outstanding chayv. If there's an outstanding chayv, I could be Makadash with the chayv. If the Tana the Brysa holds Makadash with Mikudeshes, that's what we're suggesting in the Mesavay. So how do you understand the Reisha the Brysa? It was Nigna Venevad. You're telling me she's a Shoimer that was Makabal So what's the difference if she owes because of Chiyuve Shmir, if she owes because of Chiyuve Abba? At the end of the day, there's a chayv. Says the Gemara, and eat the loy kabbalah leachrayis. And if you'll tell me, the case is talking about when well, she wasn't a kabbalah leachrayis, right? That's pasuk shat. But ihachi oy bazay adatani sefer ubin bova afapishloy nishtayim menashav aputa mikudeshes. If that's the case, then why did the brisa have to jump from a pekadim to a milva to make the point that it is possible that if it's not there, and there's not even a Shavapruta of it there, still the halach is, the Kedushan is going to be a Kedushan. And therefore the case of Pekodin was such a specific case, which it was in Mechabal Achrayis, we could have stayed in the sugya of Pekodin, meaning, nif loik v'nis nebedida. And what we could have done was bin mechalik within the world of Pekodin and say as follows, but not Varmamur, what is it true that if the Pekodin is not there or there's less than a Shavapruta, the halach is the Kedushan is not halach, like Kibbalah Achrayis, that's if she was Mechabal Achrayis, Aval Kibbalah Achrayis, but if she was Mechabal Achrayis, Aval Kibbalah Achrayis, Aval Kibbalah Achrayis, even if you don't have a Shavapruta, still the Kedushan is going to be Kedushan, because it's comparable to Mechadish removal. Since said Rava, I'm just trying to make one point. Obviously, this wasn't worked through yet, this b'raisa. Because b'asher usham the b'raisa, I don't understand. But of shach, however you learn the case of pekadin, I don't understand the b'raisa. If pekadin means that you were mekabal Christ, I don't understand the halacha. And if the case of pekadin is, wish he was a mekabal Christ, I don't understand the hemshech, I don't understand the flow, the signon of the b'raisa. That I don't understand. Elo, Sarova said, teretzachi, we're going to have to wor- rework this b'raisa. And this gives us insight into how the Amiram worked with Brises. When they saw Brisa, that they knew something was missing, so it was push it, fear game now. 
Now you have a right to start editing, ben benoishal editing, which is exactly what Rav is about to do. So he says, once I know that this price, is, now I'm sure it wasn't a hefkevel, there were guidelines, <laughs> don't take that out of context, but you get the point. Meaning Rav is just saying, I see that this price is mishabeshta. And once I see this price is mishabeshta, so he said, now we have to do a little bit of work and say, ube milva, maybe what the price means when it flips from pekanda to milva is, afal pisha nishtayre mena shava pruta, not mikudeshes. Ain't a mikudashes. Oh, that makes life a lot simpler. Right, you have because we had a little bit of an issue here, so we were allowed now. We had Rishus to go and do this major swap. Rav Shimon Elazar, Rav Shimon Elazar said, "Mishum Rameir and the Nama for Rameir Milva Harei Kipikaden." Then no, we view a Milva like. We view a pikadim, but the point is, we switch the sheet of the Tanakhama to holding not mikdash from milva mikdash and mikdash from milva. Any mikdash, that's the case. It's not a mace face, it's not a kachan rab. In fact, it supports rab. But the Gemara is not finished. The Gemara says b'maykomiflagi. What's the machloikis? What does it mean? What's the machloikis? It's a pasha. What's the machloikis? Okay, interesting question. I mean, we're all curious, but it's more than that. If you look at Rashi, Rashi says It sounds like the machloikis is weiter whether. Mikadash b'milva is mikudashes. Any mikudashes? Meaning, we thought everyone holds in this price of mikadash b'milva is mikudashes. Okay, so we downgraded from not everyone holding mikadash b'milva mikudashes to it really being a machloikis. A machloikis in the Tanakam Rabbi Shimon Elazar. But soif soif zok the helgir Rashi kitanoi amr Rav Lishmaite. It's still totally a machloikis tanon. So it's still a kasha, right? When the Gemara started asking on Rav leimu kitanoi. Okay, so this went from a mesave to a leimu kitanoi, but. It's a downgrade, no question. But at the same time, is it still a Olemekitanoi Saif Saif Bemaikomifli? And not just we're curious to know. But Saif Saif Bemaikomifli isn't the Machloikis Rabza Lacha, where the Makadish Bemilva, where the Milvaloid saw the Mara says, No, oh my Rabbi Rabbi said, Ashkahtinul Rabbanam Bebeira. I met Rabbanam of the Yeshiva Rab, the Yasvi, the Kaamri. They said that you want to know Pshan in this Braisa, they learned the Braisa the way Rava was Metaritze. And they said, You want to know Pshan the Machloikis Tanam, Bemilva Bershus Bailim, the Chazara, the Hua Din Lo Insen Kamifli. The Machloikis was something else. Machloikis is very interesting Machloikis. What happens if somebody lends somebody money and the person didn't? spend the money yet. He didn't spend it yet. Could the Malva back out or could the Malva not back out? There is a Shita, there is an Adeya right here, Kedushim Amzayinam Adeyes, that could be if the money wasn't spent yet. The Milva's in the Rishus of the Bailin, Chazara, if the Malva says, you know something, I want the money. They signed the contract, everything. So, but you didn't spend the money yet, I want to take it back. For the lights. And similar Shaila would be, what happens if there's an onus that happens before the loyva ever spent the money. So the money is still sitting in the, the loyva's kashana, and all of a sudden an oinus took place, and gone. It's not here anymore. There's a tzad to say that the loyva won't be chayv, even though a loyva, of course, is achroy for anything that happens to the money that he borrows. But it could be not, and that is the machloikis, not that. Those, these two nekudas, lashen rabim, these two inyonim of milva b'shuz bailam l'chazara, that was the machlekes over here. The marsavar milva b'shos loiva kaima v'huadin le'ainsin marsavar. Meaning the Tanakama holds that the milva, even though it wasn't spent yet, it's in the rishos of the loiva. It doesn't matter. It's still the loivas. And as it relates to ainsin, the loiva is going to be chayiv and ainsin. And the case of the Bryce with the Machloikis and Makadash Milva is that case. The case is where the Milva was still in the Rishos of Aleva. And Zok the Tanakami, even in that case, Makadash Milva, the way we were Matar, it said, Eina Mikudashes. Umar Sava, Rav Shimon Allah said, that's Chaylik. 
is not chayv because he holds mekadesh milva mikudeshes. Avad mekadesh milva ain't mikudeshes. It's because he holds that milva brishos bailem kaimo vuadin leoinsen. He holds that really we look at it still being the brishos of the bailem. So azazot milva is not really mekadesh milva. So you're right. Is there a machloikus in this price of mekadesh milva? Yes, but at the same time, it's a very specific case. It's a case where even though there was a milva, but still the milva is in the brishos of the bailem, and that's what's going on over here. And as a result, there's no tana that holds not like grab. Everybody really holds. The Makadash Mamilva is in Mikudash. It's that when we started the price, everybody held Makadash Mamilva is Mikudash. But then we edited it. That really the Tanakama holds Mikadash Mamilva in Mikudash. Okay, but at least remember the Lazar Mashum Rameyer? No, the case is a very, very specific case, and that's where this is going to be in the game. But the bottom line is, we're middle telling a story here. Rabbi said, I met Rabbanam of Rab, and I asked him, Do you know Pshad in this price? Pshad in the Tanakama Shiva Lazar Mashum Rameyer? And this is the way he explained. They said they're arguing two points. They're arguing with the Milva is Ba'en, it's in the Rashus of the Loiv, and number one, could the Malva be Chaiser, and number two, who's going to be Chaiv and Oitzim? So Rabbi said, I told them, as it relates to Oinsen, everybody holds that it's Bishos Loiva. I said, I can't believe there's anybody that holds that if the Milva's Ba'en and the Rashus of the Loiva, that the Halacha is going to be that the Chi of Oinsen is going to be on the Malva, not on the Loiva. Why? How could it be worse than Shela? We're not only is it the end, you can't use it. The halach is your shoyal, you have the schus you have to use, it makes you chayv and So the milva, where you could use it, meaning you have more schus because it is nitna. You tell me everybody holds milva nitna. So if it's laitza nitna, then certainly that. Schus that you have, even though you didn't use it yet, should be enough for you to be chayv and oitzin. Ella, so Rabbi said, I like what you're saying, but I just wouldn't go so far. Tafasta merubah like tafasta. Not arguing on both points, they're only arguing on the first point. Ella hachav and milva b'shuz baylam lechazar kibin ayo. The machloekis is simply whether or not the malva can be chayv. Again, it doesn't change anything in the price. So he's just saying you don't have to take it to such an extreme. But the Gemara has one more ha'ara on this. Ella hadam rafuna rafuna said ashol kared mechaveiroi. If somebody borrows a hacker from his friend. Bikaboy, if he used it, uh, chop wood. Kana, he's kind of like Bikaboy, if he didn't use it, like Kana, he's not going to be kind of like Meaning, it sounds like the Shaila is a shoyal makes a kinyan when he becomes a shoyal. So it sounds like you have to use it in order to make it yours. That if the mashal doesn't want to be chayzer, he can't be chayzer, right? There was an agreement. You're going to lend it to me for a certain period of time. Once I have a king, you can't back out anymore. But it sounds like, what is the kaveya? Did you use it or did you not use it? Isn't that mamish the shayla, the way we just explained it? Could the malva be chayzer? Could he not be chayzer if the levi didn't spend the money yet? Since says the Gemara is really this halacha, Ravuna Tali, and this machloikis tanam, the Gemara says, like, can milva. The machloikis was only by a milva, the lehadra ba'enna. Where the milva is not going to go ba'enna. So it could be there, being that the milva is more shaykh to the loifa, even though he didn't spend the money yet, there, there's a sheet that holds that the malva wants to be chayzer, we can't be chayzer. Avo b'sheila, as relates to a she'ela, the hajra b'ina, where it is going to be returned, be'en, divri akayel, it could be there, everybody holds, bika by in, loy bika by loy kanai. could be, with the she'ela, you have less chusim in it, so there, if you use it, the halach is going to be that you can keep it, or at that point, the mashal can't be chayzer, but if you didn't use it, then the mashal would be able to be chayzer. We're going to exhale. We're stopping in the middle of the sugya. The Gemara is going to continue very, very much on this theme into tomorrow's daf. But as it relates to raid, so we're going to do this in two parts. Not as dramatic as some of the other two-part, three-part series that we've had recently, but at the same time, we're just not going to have enough time to do it in one raid by... 
And that is, we're learning the sugya of Mekadosh Bemilfa, which, of course, goes down as one of the more lamdisha sugyas in Mesechtis Kedushan. And as we saw in yesterday's daf, that as a sif cotton of Mekadosh Bemilfa, and we're going to see this very much again in tomorrow's daf, there's a shayla of, if someone's Mekadosh Anisha with a milva and a pruta, daita and milva, or daita apruta. So in the world of Lundis, of Mesechtis Kedushin, Mekadosh Memilva is a very, very important sugya. What's not so well known is that this sugya, Mekadosh Memilva, and Mekadosh Memilva Upruta, it played itself out very much in a fascinating drama with regards to one of the more difficult parshias in Nach to understand. And literally, this takes us all the way back to Shmuel Aleph, Perik Yud So, David HaMelech, we know, was married to Shalom Melech's daughter. He was married to Michal Basha. So, within the relationship between David and Shal, Dvarim Atikin V'yuduin, Shal was the Shver, and David HaMelech was the Eitan. If you go through the Pesukei HaTayra, that talk about the marriage of David HaMelech to Michal, it's very, very difficult to understand. And to reconcile with Pashita, Psukiya Torah, and certainly to reconcile with the Torah Shabbat, just to bring out the point a little bit. So this is in Shmuel Aleph, it's Perik Yud Ches, it's Pasuk Yud Zayin. Shol El David, Shol tells David, Meirav. I have my oldest daughter, her name is Meirav, Oisa Etin Isha. I want you to marry her. Ach, heyeli the ben chayel. I'm making one condition. I want you to be a warrior of mine. V'hilochim l'chomis Hashem. And I want you to fight on my behalf. V'shol Omar, says the Pasuk, the reason Shol wanted Meirav to marry David is not because he wanted David Amalek so badly to be his Edom, but the reason was because he felt altahi yadi boy utahi boy yad plishtem. This was all a tachbula. Shal Melech at that point wanted David not to be alive, but he didn't want to kill him. So he said, Alti Yodi boy, I'm not going to touch him. What I'm going to do is I'm going to take him as my Adam. Once he's my Adam, he's going to be my chief of staff. He's going to be on the front lines. And when he's on the front lines, eventually he'll get killed. So Shal Melech has this conniving strategy that let me take David as an Adam. But the bottom line is, Shal El David, this is the part of the passage we need. He ne biti hagdoila meirav oisa etein lochala isha. The Pasuk says, Vayemir David al-Shol, David told Shol, Mi anoichi, mi chayai, mi mishpachas ovi bi Yisrael, ki eyech oson ha-melech. Who am I to be an Edom by the king? I don't have the credentials, I don't have the pedigree to be able to be married to the king's oldest daughter. Says the next Pasuk, Vayihi be'es teis es meirav ba-Shol le-David. It was at the time that Shol ha-melech gave his daughter meirav to David, he gave her instead to Adriel HaMechaylasi, and she became the wife of Adriel. Now, if you learn all the Mefarshe Hanach, Kemat, they all say that it sounds like from the Pasig that really Merav never married David. Meaning, Shaul wanted Merav to marry David. David said, I'm not worthy of being the Edom by the king. It was at the time that 
so wanted to give Meirav to his daughter. She ended up marrying somebody else. She ended up marrying Adriel. Why did she marry Adriel? Because David didn't want to marry her. And because David didn't want to marry her, so she ended up not marrying David. Stating that, as we're going to see in a minute, Chazal had a Ruach HaCheres. Chazal understood this Pasuk that really Meirav did marry Shaul. Shaul said, you're going to marry my daughter. And David HaMelech said, yes, sir. He married Shaul HaMelech's daughter. And by he David was a real Nasina. It's Biti Nosati. They really were married. Stating that See, even though she's married to David, somehow she ends up marrying Adriel, which is something that's very, very tzarechiyah. The Pasuk continues. Very, very next Pasuk. Vatev Michal Bashol is David. Shalom Malach had another daughter. Her name was Michal. And Michal liked David very much. And they came and they told Shaul, they said, listen, Meirav is married to Adriel, but you know your next daughter, Michal, she likes David. And when Shaul heard that, it made a lot of sense. For the same cheshman that he wanted David to marry Meirav, okay, so if it didn't work out with Meirav, at least it's going to work out with Michal. Let me give Michal to David. So they all come to David Amalek and they try convincing him, I'm telling you, you should marry Michal. Says David Amalek, it's very similar to what he said when they read him the first This is why you tell David. You think that the reason that I want you as an Adam is because I think you're going to come and give my wife That's not what this is all about. In fact, don't even give me Kesef Kedushin. I don't even need a Tabas. Let me tell you what I want. All I want is Meya Arlos Plishin. Show me that you're a real warrior. And if you could do that, that's all I want. The Pasik goes out of its way to keep on emphasizing. This was perfect. How's he going to come up with the Kesef Kedushin? I don't need your money. I just want you to fight in the front line, kill a hundred Pelishtim, and like that, you're going to... Okay, you don't want a Mayar. That's all it is. Mayar was Pelishtim for David HaMelech. This was not a big deal. He said, no problem. I can take care of business. David got up. He didn't bring Meir Arlis Pelishtim. He brought Messiah Arlis Pelishtim. And David Amelech marries Michal Bashol. I'm skipping a little bit. The Pasnik says, and this is still in Shmuel Aleph, it's Perek Chofhe, it's Pasnik Membal. You ready for a Pasnik? The Shol. This is one of the hardest psukim in Ach to learn. So, Michal Bashal is married to David, right? The Pasuk says, they're married. What does Shal do? Shal goes and he takes his daughter Michal and he says, you know something, David, she's not going to be married to you anymore. You can't be married to her. Vayev, vatehav. No. Takes Michal and gives him to a man who you haven't heard of. His name is Palti Ben Laish. He's from Galim. And that's who... So, what's... Shalom Aleich doing. She's an Eshesesh. It sounds like it happened with Meirav. And now it's happening again with Michal. Reboi Nadal Makula. 
But to make things even more complicated, and that is skipping out the Shmuel Beis, and this is Parakimul Pasukudalit, Vayishlach David Malachim. This is just in the middle of a lot going on. David sends Malachim al Ish Boishes Ben Shaolemer. Ish is the son of Shaol. Tuna es Ishtias Michal, Ashei Rastili Bemei Ardlos Plishten. I want you to bring me back my wife, Michal. Vayishlach Ish Boishes, Vayikochel Meim Ish, Meim Paltiel Ben Laish. And he went and he took the Ish Boishes, listen to the king, David Malach's king now, and brings Michal back to David, Vayelech Ito, Isha, Holoich, Uvoche, Achare, Adachurim, etc., etc. And they get married all over again. If she was an Eshes Ish that was married to David, who all of a sudden is living with Balti ben Laish, so how is it okay for David HaMelech to take her again? So if you do a little bit of a sikum, of a super-duper high level of these psukim going on here in Shmuel Aleph and a little bit in Shmuel Beis, the marriage of David HaMelech to the daughter of Shaul, it's mamish a plea. And really, four kashas. Let's start with the first kasha. David HaMelech seemed to have been married to two sisters. This is the one we didn't even speak at. He was married to Meirev, and then he was married to... You just read it in the Mafta Yoyna. So this is something that's awesome. So Shat, how is it okay for David Amelk to be married to two sisters? There's an Achis Ishtay problem. Kasha number one. Kasha number two, it sounds like, although it's not 100% clear, but it definitely sounds like David was married to Meirav. So after David is married to Meirav, so how was Shaul HaMelech able to take Meirav away from David and have her marry Adriel? If they're married, she's an HSH. If she's an HSH, David HaMelech didn't die, so she wasn't kind of Atzma B'Mises about. There's no mention of a get being given, maybe, but it doesn't sound like it. It's said by he beis tesis meir vashalu David vehi nit no ladriel Sounds like there was some move that took place over here. If that's the case, how was this okay? She's an ashes ish. That shouldn't be fine. Then David Amelech marries Micha. Sounds like this kedushin was kedas Moshe v'Yisrael. But then Shol Amelech decided that he's going to keilu take revenge against David Amelech, and he steals his wife and gives him to a psayid an el chaman. His name is Palti Belmayish. So what's going on over here? Again, she's an ashes ish. And then at the end of the story, David and Michal, they reunite. They get married again. How could they get married again? And Eishas Ish, that Zinsa Tachas Bailo is also about. Kishem Shasur Labal, Kachasur Labal, this is Saito 101. So if that's the case, Pashib Shat, four Tmiz Gedoyles, how do you give a an Eitzah, Eich Matsanu Yadeinu Veragleinu Bebeis Medrash, in terms of understanding this parasha that's going on over here. So the Emes is like this. The Emes is, the answer to this chida, it begins with a Gemara. It's a Gemara Masech, the Sanhedrin, Dafyotes. And the Emma says, if you go through that Gemara well, you'll see that the Tanoim did a lot of the work. Not all of the work, but the Tanoim did a lot of the work. But the bottom line is, the Tanoim himself started already addressing this issue. We'll start from the beginning. Shalu Talmidim, that's Rabbi Yoisi. The Talmidim asks Rabbi Yoisi, Heich Nasa David Shteyachoyes B'chayeh. How is David Amelch able to be married to two sisters? He was married to Meirav and he was married to Michal. How can he be married to two sisters? Incidentally, we speak this out a lot. And that is, Shalu Talmidim asks Rabbi Yoisi. Why Rabbi Yoisi? Stam Rabbi Yosi is Rabbi Yosi ben Pchalafter. Rabbi Yosi ben Pchalafter is the author of the Seder Oilam. It's Pasha. That's why you find a lot of history questions that were presented to Rabbi Yosi. Because Rabbi Yosi is Dr. Mori the Shmeitzes. I think the Balsay Da'adoyres, I think the Abar Benel. 
B'shaiton. So in addition to being Nimukayima and one of the Gedoyli, Gedoyli Atanam, but in terms of Jewish history, he was the master, he was the guru, he's the author of the first history work that we had, the Seder Eilam. And as a result, it makes sense, Shalut Hamidav as Rabbi Yossi. But the bottom line is, they asked Rabbi Yossi this question, that how is Tavon HaMelech allowed to be married to two sisters? Amalemi told him, Michal Acham Misas Meirav Nasa. The Pasuk doesn't say, but Meirav died. And because Meirav had died at the time that... David HaMelech married Michal. So there's no problem. Because it's Isha is unique. It's the one Arab that's only Yasa B'chayah. And being that it wasn't B'chayah, since for that reason it wasn't a problem. These said, Kedushay Toys Hayulay B'Meirav. David HaMelech was Mekadosh Meirav, but at the same time the Kedushin was never a Kedushin. Why not? Shenemar, because the Pasuk says, Tno es Ishti es Michal, Ashe Rasti L'Bemeir Arles Plishta. Meaning, not where was the toys? But how do you know there was a toys? So Shuvan Karcha said, I know it from the Pasik, one of the Psukha we mentioned, that David Amalekh, when he wants Michal back, he says, Give me back my wife Michal, Asheri Rastili, Bemei Arlis Plushim. My Tamuda, what do you see from there? Amrapap, Rapap explained Rabbi Shuvan Karcha, what he meant to say was, To know as Ishti as Michal, Keilu Michal Ishti, Veloy Meirav Ishti. Meirav was never my wife. Dafka Michal was my life. So the says, My Kedushe toys. What was the Kedushe toys? So this takes us back a parak earlier than we started. We started Shmuel Aleph Perak Yudches. You have to go back one parak earlier. Shmuel Aleph Perak Yudzayin. The Pasuk over there discusses how there was a very scary man. His name was Goliath. And he had laid siege over the encampment of the Jews. And Shalom Melech was very, very worried. And Shalom Melech makes the following proclamation. And he says as follows. He says, any person that is going to be successful, he's going to be able to defeat and he's going to be able to overcome Goliath, that person, he's going to get Oishar Gadol, and now he's going to get Oishar Gadol, but he's also going to get to marry the daughter of the king. Now, who was the one that killed Goliath? David. So David is the one that killed Goliath. So it says the Gemara that the Pasuk says, David Amalekh went and he killed Amalekh. So then David comes and tells Shaul, okay, we had a deal. The deal is you have to give me a lot of money. The deal also is that I get to marry your daughter. So Shaul tells David, Milva Islach Gabai. I have money by you. Why don't we go ahead? And that's perfect. You know, I, I'll be mevatu on the money. That will be the mayhar. And that's how the Kedushin is going to be held. David Malach said, no problem. And David Malach went and he was Mekadish B'milva. Said Shaul afterwards, you are Mekadish B'milva. You know the halacha? Amarav. HaMekadish B'milva. Eina Mekudashes. And being that a Mekadish B'milva is Eina Mekudashes, that's how he was able to get out of the Kedushin. So Shaul Malach said that it's true. You would get, there was a marriage. But it happened with the Milva, with the Oishet Gadol. He never gave anything. He was just mevater on the Oishar Gadol. So it was a bechina, mekadosh b'milva, mekadosh b'milva, in mekudashes. It's also Yav Adriel. So Shalom Melech said, no problem. I don't have to give you my daughter anymore. You're not married. Gave it to Adriel. The chesib, the pasuk says, vahi be'ez teis, es meirav, ba'ashalu dab. Amalei. So Shalom continues talking to Dov and he says, Iboyz, if you want, the eten l'cham michal. If you want, I'll give him my daughter Michal. But for that, you're going to have to bring something. Zil, I see the Meir Arlis Plishten. I want you to bring Meir Arlis Plishten. Also, I see the He went 200. Amalei, Shaul told David, Milva u Pruta Islach Gabai. There's a Milva and there's a Pruta. What's the Milva? The old Milva that he never paid up yet. 
And then there's the pruta. What's the pruta right now? The mayor was pushing it. It has a Shabbos. That's going to be the Kess of Kedushin, right? Shol thought, Milva u pruta, Daita Milva. Shol was of the opinion that if someone's Makadish with a Milva and a pruta, so Daita Milva. And if that's the case, it comes out just like the Kedushin when Meir wasn't a Kedushin because Makadish with Milva and Makudashas. So too, the Kedushin with Michal is also not a Kedushin because Milva Pruta, Daita Milva. The David Sabbat, David held Milva Pruta. Daita Pruta. And being that Milva Pruta is Daita Pruta, so it comes out, he held that the Kedushin was a, a good Kedushin. That's the reason that Shola Melech afterwards was able to take Michal and give Michal to Palti Ben Laish. And the reason is because it was the same Makadish Milva. In the first case, with Meirav, it was a regular Makadish Milva. This is Metaknech, Milva Apruta. But if Milva Apruta is Daita Milva, so it comes out its Vaita uh, Makadish Milva. And that's how Shaw was able to unwind both of these two marriages. The first one is a regular Makadish Milva, and the other one is the fancier version of it, of Milva Apruta, which Daita Milva, you say, and the Gemara says, could be a different name. So the Kuli Alma, Milva Apruta, Daita Apruta, could be everybody held that Milva Apruta is Daita Apruta, but Shaw Savaloy Chazvaloy Midi. Shaul held that Meir Arlus Plishtim was not even worth a pruta. See, he held the Kedushin wasn't a Kedushin. The David Tzavah David held Chazul Lechalvei Veshundri. The reason he was Makadosh with it because he thought it's worth you can feed it to the dogs and to the cats. It does have some value. And because it has some value, so therefore it is going to be worth something. But the bottom line is, is that this Gemara is a little bit of a mafteach, at least the Shita of Shur ben Karcha, in terms of understanding what happened with Shaul HaMelech. Shaul HaMelech gave his daughter Meirav to David. And then immediately takes her away and gives it to Adriel. How was he allowed to do that? I thought they got married. Terrence they got married, but David was a Makadash ben Milva. And because David was a Makadash ben Milva, so it's for that reason, this was something that was okay. In terms of Michal, David then goes and marries Michal. Now, how was he allowed to marry Michal? He's marrying two sisters. He's not married two sisters. Because if the first Kedushin was Makadash ben Milva, Makadash ben Milva, he was never married to Meirav. So if he was never married to Meirav, so you want to go marry Michal now, you can marry Michal. After he marries Michal, Shol HaMelech goes, and Shol takes Michal and gives Michal to Palti ben Laish. How was Shol allowed to take Michal and give it to Palti ben Laish? L'chayra, they were married. The terrorists is because Shol is of the opinion Shol held that Nuva Pruta Daita Nuva, so the marriage to Micha was also not a real marriage. So if the marriage to Micha was also not a real marriage, so based on that, that's not an issue either. So we understand Shol's moves. Shol is moving. I mean, this is a little tzarchim, but we understand Shol. That the two marriages were not really marriages. They both weren't marriages. One was Makadish Milva. The other one was also Makadish Milva, albeit Milva Apruta. And you have to come on to the Shita, Milva Apruta, Daita Milva. But at the end of the day, Dabu was never married to Meirav. Dabu was never married to Michal. As a result, he wasn't married to two sisters. None of them were Aishas Ishes. And that's when Meirav's allowed to end up living with Adriel. And that's when Michal's allowed to end up living with Palti Ben Laish. The only thing this doesn't explain is Dabu Melech obviously thought that he was married to Michal. How do you know he thought he was married to Michal? Because that's what the Pasuk says. He says, I want you to give me back my wife. That was the whole point. To know as ishti as Michal, asher erasti plishin. And the Gemara speaks in Amaphorish. David held that Nuva Apruta is Daita Apruta. So you see, David Amalek thought he was married. So if David Amalek thought that he was married, so how do you take her back? Had he take her back? But that's show. They were never married. So she's not an HSH that was in Zadach's Bailo because she was never really an HSH. But Ladas, 
Ladas David, she was an Eishas Ish. And being that Ladas David, she was an Eishas Ish, David Amnelech himself, how was he allowed to take her back? So the Emes is that the Rajba in a Tshuva was asked this question. So the Shoyal is asking the Rajba. He says he's learning Shmuel Aleph and Shmuel Beis, and he's going through the whole Parsha of David and Shaul and Meirav and Michal, and the whole thing to him seems very, very interesting. And it's mamish above his pay grade, and he says, I can't give Zachanetza, he can't understand Pashup Shad and what's going on over here. So the Rajba writes back to him, This is an Urch, this is the first Chalik of Shail's Chuvah Sarajba, Simeon there's thousands of Chuvahs from the Rajba. This is the tenth Chuvah of the Rajba, Siri Kodesh. But in this Chuvah, so the Rajba was asked by the Shail, he says, Pashup, he's learning Nach over here, and he can't figure it out. So the Rajba writes back to him, he says, Clearly you're confused, but in terms of where your confusion lies, it's something that you're not being very, very clear. So he says, being that you're not telling me what's bothering you, I'm going to have to surmise. I'm going to have to guess. I'm going to have to think for myself. clarify, but I'm assuming what's bothering you is all these grace of kashas. So he tells them like this, that I hear these are good kashas. However, if this is what's bothering you, you should know it's a Mephurish Gemara. It's a whole arichas. I got the truth from the Rajba. Where all the Rajba does is, he tells this posh the Yid, a Gemara. He just said over a Gemara. It's the Rajba, but I didn't Gemara. I got the Gemara. And he told him over posh Shah, what's going on here? He says, read Chazal. Makadish Bemilva. It's a case of, usually when you think of the Rajbin, Makadish Bemilva, this is not the Rajbin you think of. But the point is, this is a Rajbin, the Sugi Makadish Bemilva, and he's explaining to him everything that's going on over here. And that's Pashup Shah. But then, at the end, says the Rajbin, but there's one thing that Chazal didn't answer. Chazal answers in all the kashas. How was David allowed to be married to two sisters? Good. The Wetuma Halchem had to answer that. How was Shnola Melech able to take Meir and give it to Hadriel? Because of Milva. Michal Tapalti Ben Laish. Milva Apruta. Daita Milva. But there's one kasha that was never explained, and that is the Das David, that David held that he was married to Michal. So David held that he was married to Michal. How is he allowed to remarry when she came back? So says the Rajba, as it relates to that kasha, that's already something we have to come up with on our own. So he says like this, I'll tell you my Muschorishin. My Muschorishin is, Michal thought that she was allowed to be married to Palti. Her father Shol told her, you're allowed to be married to Palti. So, Vedas David, Michal was annoying us. Because Michal's just following orders. And she's just listening to her father. Michal doesn't know. And being that she doesn't know, so really she's just listening to her father. And if she's just listening to her father's, so she has a din of an oinus, and if she has a din of an oinus, David's allowed to marry her. Because David was Yisrael, he's from Sheva Yehuda, and he's not a Kayan, and therefore he's allowed to marry her. So what's the problem? The problem is, has he allowed to take her back? The Teretz is, in her mind, she wasn't an Eishasish that was being Mazana Tachas, but it's not the Marik. 
This is not a woman that's being moil. She's rebelling against her husband. That's not what's going on. Rebelling. What's happening over here is, is simply that she's listening to her father. Father's the king. He said, you're married. I'm, okay, no problem. I thought I was married to him. No, okay, I'm married to him. Right? That's what's happening over here. And if that's what's going on over here, is that Avada, in the worst case scenario, she's an oinus. And if she's an oinus, so an isha sisha, that's Mazanab oinus, is allowed to go back to her husband. Says the Rashba. I can tell you a little bit differently. And it could be, for oid, it's really and he tells Sue Esther and Achashverosh Ayinsha. Then the Rashi says a Dovin Nefla, and this line of the Rashi is what makes this Rashi a very famous Rashi. For Oydev Shaloimer, Shaloibalel Palti Ben Laish. It could be Palti Ben Laish was never Balel. Then it says the Gemara. We'll talk about this tomorrow. Says that when Micha Bashol married Palti Ben Laish, Palti Ben Laish held like David that really she was an Eshesh. And Palti ben Laish was never Baal out. The Gemara says, No, it's Cherev ben Noilu ben And he said, Whoever crosses this Cherev, Yidoke be Cherev zo. Okay. You're going to tell me. So what's Rashba saying? There was never a Znus. There were never Mazana. So if nothing ever happens, what are you worried about? Now you're going to tell me. Very nice. It's a good time. How are you supposed to know that this happened? David Melch didn't know that. There were Nevi'im. In the times of David, Valpin Naviyasa. And David Amalek heard from the Nevi'im that there was never a beer, and as a result, he knew it was okay. The Afapishaloi Niskazebe Kosov, even though said the Raj, but it's not mentioned in a Pasuk anywhere, but you have to say that's what happened. Umikomokoim, but says that ain't Sayyidh Lokach, but he says, besides, you don't have to come on to that anyways, because of what we already mentioned, that she had a din of anointness anyways. But the point is, is that being that to a Nevi'im, you could have done an Alpinavua. The Chidah, in his Birke Yosef, and this is an Arachayim Simon Lamed Beis, he has a very, very, very long Arichas on the whole Indian of Torah Leib HaShamayami. And he says a Chiddush Noira, which at first glance is hard to accept, but he says it's an often Arashba. And he says that even though everybody knows, Torah Leib HaShamayami is one of the Yisoyda Chassidus V'Shoyr HaShavoyda Atmimah. Ayin Shailz Chubas Chassam Soifah Simen Reish Ches. He says the whole Messiah of Klai Yisrael is predicated on the fact that a man can't say I had a dream and somebody told me something. So it's based on Mamish. The whole Amuna is Gebait on this Indian of Torah Lebesh So you can't have a Halacha, you can't have a Sifkaton, Elioah, Navi, Tishbi, Yitaritz, these are all problems. Because you can't have anything that comes I'll be Rocha Kodesh, I'll be Baskel, right? Baskel said Allah Rebbe Yezer, but we don't, Rebbe Shamuti. We don't care what the Baskel says. That's not the way it works. But at the same time, that's only to be koveya halacha. But to be koveya metzius, for that is no halacha of Torah Lebeshamayimi. And says the Chidah, I learned it from a Rajba. Because the Rajba says that David HaMelech could have consulted with the Nevi'im, and the Nevi'im would have told him that Palti ben Laish was never born, Michal. And even though there's an Isser, a lav in the Torah of Layuch of Ayelorishan, a loisa say mamish of a zoina, but at the same time, it wouldn't have been applied. Why? Because you're not, what do you mean, you're not being a vua? Torah Lebeshamayimi. The Torah says Torah Lebeshamayimi is when you're being Kaveya Dinim. But if you're being Kaveya Metzius, in that case, it's not going to be a problem. So the bottom line is, we went through the Psukim a little bit. And we saw that there are four glaring kashas. David Amalek is married to two sisters, Meirab and Michal. It's in the third. It's one of the Arayas. The Chesishtoy is not okay. After David Amalek marries Meirav, Shol Amalek takes Meirav and has her marry Adriel. Then he marries Michal, and Shol has Michal marry Baltim Elias. And then, at the end of everything, David Amalek takes Michal back. So what's going on over here? You have Achis Isha, you have Eshesish, you have Eshesish, 
And you have Soita, Zinsa Tachas Baila, Ripoina Dal Makula. We're finishing Seder Nosham now. You know, we have half of Seder Nosham going on in Pesukei Anach. So what's Pashib Shah? Three of the four Kashas Chazal already addressed. How was he allowed to marry two sisters? Either Meirab was already not alive, or the whole Kedushin to Meirab wasn't a real Kedushin. It was a Makadish Mamilva, Makadish Mamilva. What was the Milva? The Milva was the money that Shalom Melech had promised David for killing Goliath. If David was never married to Meirav. There's no kasha how Meirav was allowed to marry Adriel. Michal, Michal, according to Shaul, was also a, a Kedushet Tais. Because at that point, Shaul HaMelech still owed David the money. And although David HaMelech gave Meir Arlos Plishten, it's a Milva Pruta Daita Amilva. Or, I think had anybody saying, but maybe everybody holds Milva Pruta Daita Pruta, but it could be Shal held, it wasn't even worth it. The point is, he wasn't married to Michal. Not married to Michal. You can go to Paltimelash. Now, David thought he was married to Michal. So, if David thought he was married to Michal, she was by Paltimelash. So, for that, we have the Rashba. Either the Rashba says this was a Maisa Oynes, right? She didn't know the Halacha, Shal Forster. This is Namash Estevach And as a result, this is not going to be a, an issue. Inami was done up in And there were that said nothing ever happened, which we know, Chazal say, no, it's Cherben Oynes, but not. And being that the Nevi'im already said it happened, even though Torah lebe Shemayim, but to be Machriah Metzius for that Torah could be Menach Shemayim, and it's for that reason this is going to be okay. But we'll just end with one interesting Nukuda, and Metz Hashem will pick this up tomorrow. And that is, it seems that there was a Machloikis between David Hamelach and Shol Hamelach, a Kedushin de Machloikis. If someone's Mekadesh Memilva Upruta, Daita Milva, or is it Daita Pruta? Shaul held Daita Milfa, and that's why the Kedushin to Micha wasn't a Kedushin. Whereas David Amelech held Daita Pruta, and as a result, really, she was married. So I'll tell you a fascinating Toysvis. It's a Toysvis, Marmash. It's not a, a Grace of Aramakim. It's a Toysvis Alatar. It's not Favorfin. It's in Chagiga Davteza in Amaral. So everyone knows the Mishnah. The Mishnah says that there was a major Machloikis amongst the early, early, early Tanah, in fact, amongst the Zugais, whether if somebody brings a carbon on Yontif, do you do Smicha? Or do you not do smicha? So one of the mitzvahs that a person has to do when he brings a carbon is he leans all his weight on the carbon. It's what we know as smicha. And there was a big shaila whether you do smicha on yontif or whether you don't do smicha on yontif. And the Mishnah says, Yosef ben Yehazah, Oymah shaloy l'smoich. Yosef ben Yehazah said, l'smoich. Yeshua ben Prachah said, no. Nitai Rebeli said, yeah. Yehudah ben Tabai said, no. Shemim ben Shetach said, yeah. Shemayu said, yeah. Aftalian said, no. Shemayu said, no. Hill said, yeah. The Mishnah in Mesechtes Chagiga Dachtezayin Amanal. Toysvis over there quotes a Yerushalmi. Yerushalmi is in the second paragraph of Mesechtes Chagiga, and Yerushalmi says as follows: Barishoyna lehoisa machloikis biYisrael ella alasmicha vulvan. This is the first machloikis in the history, the history of the Torah. The Amdu Shamai veHillel, then Shamai and Hillel came. The Asu Oisan Arba, and they went from there being one machloikis. This machloikis mentioned in the Mishnah. They added three. And as a result, what they ended up with was four. Pun intended. But until Dovin Amalek, Malcolm Meshich is going to come, 
it's going to be this way, we're going to have machloikis. But what was the first machloikis in history, says the Yerushalmi, and really it's Kamara Bavli Olson, Tmura Daftezayin, the first machloikis ever was Smicha Nyantev or not Smicha Nyantev. Freik the Heligatosis. Be Yerushalmi Yama, be Yerushalmi Lehoi Machloikis, El Allah Smicha Bovat. Vechulu Vechulu. Vieshlet Maya. Hare Nechleku Kvarbi Meishol. Al Milvo Prutos. And Edgy Yotesamit Beis. As I Freik Tosis. Vieshlet Maya. It's a Tosis Akasha. Says Tosis Veshema, Kiban the Shalu Beis Dinoi, have a savory Daitayam Milfa, Fuloi Hoya Adam Choyle Golov, Rag, Lisfi Svaras David, David Melchin Svaras or Daita Pruta. By the way, who do we paskin like? Paskin like David Amelach. You have to know Kali Apsach when there's Machlikis David and Shal. But no, we paskin like David is like Miskiri Machlikis. That's not called a Machlikis. It was just David. That wasn't a Machlikis. David Amelach, Kifi Svaroso. He thought that that's the way it is. But the bottom line is, Taisvah says that the Yerushalmi, and it's a shtickle of Babli also, Taisvah quotes it from the Yerushalmi. It's a little more mufurish than Yerushalmi. But it's, we know this that the first Machlikis ever was Smichan Yatav, not Smichan Yatav. Taisvah says, Yesh Litmaya, it's not true. So really, this sugya of Mekadesh Ben Milva, Mekadesh Milva Pruta, Alumdish. Oh, it added that. But also, in terms of the rest of the story, number one, it played itself out very, very stark in a hard drama in Shmuel Aleph and Shmuel Beis with regards to the marriage of Dovin Amelech to the daughters, Lashen Rabin, Neirev and Michal of Shal Amelech. And also, it could be it's the answer to an interesting trivia question. That is, what is the first Machloikis ever? So, in the Yerushalmi and Taisvah's quotes in the Chagiga, it sounds like it's Michan Yantiv. But Taisvah says, I'm digging into my resource and I can come up with one other one. And that is this Shaila right? What about Mayavi Vilein Mayavis? So I saw they asked this Kasha. But the bottom line is, this would seem to be the first Machloikis ever. Mekadesh Milva Apruta, Daita Milva, Daita Apruta.